are to the mind what exercises the body. Repeating affirmations help to reprogram the unconscious mind for success. They are simple, positive statements declaring specific goals in their completed states. But do they really work? At first, I was skeptical about the idea of affirming myself. It just seems so self-indulgent right? Well, apparently affirmations hold the key to unlocking the law of attraction and creating your life's dreams. Successful people from top salespeople and entrepreneurs to the best-selling authors and Olympic athletes have figured out that using willpower to power their success isn't enough. And they believe that affirmation is the icing on the cake. How can letting go of all negative thoughts and bombarding your subconscious mind with new positive thoughts and images have such an impact? Well, that's the question for today. In today's success talk, we have Fiona Powley. Fiona is on a mission to eradicate self-doubt and fears that hold us back. Fiona went from being the bullied kid who didn't know how to fit in to having a confident career in financial services and is now a skilled coach enabling deep personal connection. And I mean deep. She works with individuals who've had enough of getting in their way and can stop faking the confidence to feel good enough and to be unashamedly themselves. Fiona Welcome to Success Talks. How is life treating you? Hello. Good, actually. Not too bad at all, considering everything that's going on at the moment. Yeah, well, absolutely. I'm in the same state. Can be some days deflating, challenging, but at the same time, got my goal to work towards. So Excellent. off I go. Yeah, it certainly <laughs> feels like there's a little bit of a... Um, I don't know, just a lighter spirit going on. We've had the vaccine, we've had, you know, a lockdown, which is slightly less lockdown now, uh, Christmas on the way. So, you know, been naive to think that we weren't going to have a few downs still to come. But generally, I think people are starting to feel a little bit lighter. Yeah, and maybe the Christmas spirit is kind of bringing that back to people. Uh, at first, I had the resistance. I thought, well, what's the point? Why bother? You know, we don't have this, this, and we don't have that. And we don't. And then I thought, no, stick up the tree, just get on with it, and yeah. start that again. Yeah, exactly. I did, I did exactly the same. So I live on my own. So I had a whole. Um, you know, is it worth getting a tree? Normally, I'd have plenty of guests who would see it. Um, so this year. I've still given £40 to Refuge Trees. So if you're based in Bristol, they're a Bristol-based charity that sell Christmas trees for refugees, Refuge Trees. Um, and uh, I've put up all the decorations apart from the tree. And I have to say, you know, that any, if there was any Grinch hanging around, they've gone. <laughs> <It's nothing laughs> <interesting. laughs> Never heard of this before, but yeah, amazing. Yeah. That's great. Exactly. They're on Chapman Road if anybody wants to physically visit them and actually get a, get a tree. Um, that's my, my top recommendation for Christmas tree sourcing this year. 
yeah it's a double win you bring the spe- uh, the festive spirit into your home and actually you're giving back as well exactly exactly Brilliant. and some of us I mean I won't be spending as much on Christmas presents this year because I won't be seeing people I won't be spending money on you know frocks and big nights out and you know you, you can sort of you, you buy a few cocktails and you've dropped the cost of you know an amount of money that could really make a difference to somebody so I think this year might be the year for giving more altruistically thinking of society thinking of what we've all been through and maybe if we're not spending as much on ourselves and we're in a position to stress that in a position to then you know let's spread it a little bit wider oh I'm glad you said that because my mind went down the route of oh I can spend it on me (laughs) (laughs) well I think we all deserve a bit of a treat as well Oh, well, in my head, I was thinking, yeah, like, oh, isn't that? And anyway, <laughs> <laughs> different thought processes. Uh, so thank you for uh, contributing to the article uh, in the Yellow Magazine. Uh, the it title, was a pleasure. Yeah, and do you know what? The, the titles absolutely stand out. As many people say it, affirmations, really? Does it work? What has your, been your personal experience when you first introduced uh, affirmations into your work? Well, let's go back a bit to when I introduced affirmations into my life. Oh, go on. Pre-becoming a coach. Um, So um, I'd at that point seen a coach. So 10 years ago, a coach changed my life. And I don't say that lightly. And I learned so much from that experience. I I really sort of got to grips with how my brain worked almost, you know, how how do you operate your brain? Uh, Which we're not taught. We need to start teaching it. I think we are starting to teach it, but more, more needs to be done. And um, I found myself, it's about five years ago now, uh, I'd relocated to Bristol. I was working for a large financial services organisation. I just, um, after a, a campaign of getting my boss to pay for the right qualifications and looking for posts, I, I just got myself into project management, which I'd really wanted to do for a long time. So here I was, this, you know, brand new location brand new city brand new office brand new role as a project manager and then suddenly it occurred to me that I have this whole project to run and I had no idea what I was doing absolutely no idea yes I, I, I knew the theory um, I was working with two suppliers where if I bought in classic project management protocols it well it wouldn't have landed put it that way really wouldn't have landed um it was quite a tricky third party to third party migration um though you know i mean it, i just felt so out of my depth i mean what we now call imposter syndrome um obviously i'd got the role and here i was sitting there thinking oh my god like you know i feel so green so exposed everybody can see i don't know what i'm doing every you know every video call i'm winging it um you know i'm sort of rocking up to meetings you know, prepared and ready to lead them, but inside feeling like, oh my God, you know, who on earth is going to, who on earth is going to listen to me? Everybody else knows more than I do. What can I add? I was in the right state. And um, I came across affirmations kind of, you know, when things just fall into your lap at the right time. The works. Yeah, yeah. So I was talking to a friend who'd actually just been reading a, a Paul McKenna book. And at that time, I thought Paul McKenna was just a sort of stage hypnotist who did, you know, flash things and made you walk like a chicken. Um, you know, it, it turns out that Paul McKenna is a, you know, he, he's a master in NLP. He's, you know, he, he uses a lot of the same techniques and same structures that I do. So I've become a big fan when you get below his sort of headlines. Um, and 
I was, I guess I was at that point where I would have tried anything. I was, I felt so helpless. And the thought I had was definitely, you know, affirmations, really? Is this really going to change? What I think made it accessible for me is I knew that my mind had changed before. That experience with my first coach meant that I knew that thinking can change. Our brains are plastic. Neuroscientists are proving that our brains are plastic. Um, we fire and wire neurons together because we've associated them together, but we can break those associations and we can create new associations. So, and I talk about this in the, in the guide. So, so off the article, there's a, there's a guide that you can access that talks you through exactly how to set up affirmations. But I start, I actually give you the ones that I created at that time. So I sat down, I wrote down exactly how crap I was feeling. I wrote down all the fears, all the doubts. I found myself looking at this list and thinking, oh my goodness, no wonder you feel you know, as trapped and vulnerable as you do. And then from that, I started to create these affirmations. I didn't really know much about what I was doing. I knew they needed to be positively stated. Mm -hmm. um, and from my NLP training, I knew there would be a lot about keeping them kinesthetic, visual, auditory. So hitting all of our senses and bringing the right emotion to them. And I think that's one of the things that we miss out when we talk about emotions, particularly sorry, not emotions, when we talk about affirmations, particularly when um, we try and take somebody else's ready-made affirmations, if they're not our words and they don't have our emotion attached to them. Then they mean nothing. Then, yeah, because if, if, if you don't read your affirmations with the, with the feeling and the energy that you want to create, they can't work as effectively. But the good news is, it's kind of addictive. So what I found was <laughs> I, I, would, um, I would read these things. I had them on my phone. I gave myself a challenge that every time I wanted to check Facebook, I would read my affirmations to myself. Why Facebook? It was just my trigger because I pick up my phone. I was at the time I was looking at Facebook probably too much during my working day. Oh. I thought, well, actually, every time I go and reach to my phone to check social media, I'm going to read my affirmations instead. Mm -hmm. kind of find replace thing um, the trigger which is which is the main thing right yeah yeah exactly so um I don't know if you're familiar with J um, James Clear's work on habits uh but basically what I was doing was um chaining a habit to an existing anchor so I already had this anchor to pick up my phone a couple of times a day and I was chaining to it this new behavior which was to check my affirmations um I wouldn't just check them I would read them and if possible, I would read them out loud. So I did do some crazy things like go, go outside for, I've never smoked, but you know, for a little walk around the outside of the building and I would read my affirmations. I would go into the bathrooms and if there was nobody there or a meeting room, read them out loud to myself. And when your affirmations are well-worded, they're your own language, they're in the present tense, they are believable enough, they're playful, and you say them out loud with feeling, the more you say them, the more you want to say them. They literally become intoxicating. So this is, this is really what I want to bring to affirmations, because if you're just reading stayed sentences, then yeah, affirmations really, are they really going to change your mind? But when you bring in some playful elements, when you make it believable, you repeat it often enough, and you bring in that emotion in the present tense, when you read them, you start to feel like a superhero. 
that's the feeling we're going for. If you're not starting to feel just a little bit of that, then we need to, we need to rework what you've written. Because just as there's a part of us that is wrapped up in self-doubt and thinks, you know, like I did as a green project manager that you know everybody thought I didn't know what I was doing and everybody was watching me and, and everybody could see that I was rubbish and I didn't know, you know, I had no idea and I was petrified of some of these people I was talking to. There's also another part of you that wants you to do well and does believe that you've got stuff going for you and does you know, understand that, well, I wouldn't be in this role if I didn't have the potential to do it. Or actually there's loads of other things I've done in other roles or other situations in my life where I've handled far more difficult situations. So, so what we're doing is we're starting to switch, you know, we're starting to sort of create a little jump from, from those sort of negative thoughts over to the positive ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand that. And, and for it to be so attractive that you can't help yourself. I mean, I've, I've got some affirmations I read at the moment. I've, I'm still doing affirmations. You know, here I am <laughs> 10 years on from that first coaching experience. Um, and when I read them, I can't not smile. You know, one of my affirmations is I'm having fun today. I bring joy to others. <sighs> I mean, how can you not smile when you say that? And, and when you've got that energy around it, then they really do start to change your mind. Mm-hmm. And this is where the law of attraction comes in, because if you're saying it, then you're searching for it. And then Absolutely. you find reasons to make it happen. Yeah. How does that really work? It... So um, I, I'm, I'm very curious about the law of attraction. Um, I, I did get a place in the London Marathon last year after putting it on my vision board the year before. <laughs> well done. I, I did actually cut out a picture of um, a woman in the in the acceptance letter magazine that I borrowed from a friend and stuck my face on it and put that on my vision board. So, you know, um, uh, I know that when I switch my energy and my thinking, but as much my energy, my heart, my faith into something that is important to me, then I start to notice it more and then I get the opportunity to welcome it into my life. And... Um, I guess there's kind of sort of two ways to think about it. There's, there's a sort of classic law of attraction, sort of the secret way, or from a more sort of um, psychology-based perspective, we activate our reticular activating system, that which we're focused on, we notice more, you know, so that's, that's, that's a, um, you know, if, if you were living as a cave woman in the savannah somewhere, and there was new predators that came into the camp, you would start to notice it and be on high alert for it. You would mm-hmm. notice it from further away across the bush than before you knew this new predator was out there. So you, you start to learn how to spot saber-toothed tigers, you know, not from 10 minute meters away when they're already in the camp, but from, you know, two miles away. So this is what we're switching on. We're switching on this, this natural mechanism that we have in our brain, you know, and um, wherever our thoughts are focused, we, we bring more in, we notice more. But affirmations do a bit more than that. They don't just bring things into our attention. They raise our, um, our confidence in actually being able to access those things. So this is now taking us into action. Okay, yeah. So you're saying that saying your affirmations brings the awareness, mm-hmm. your confidence increases. Mm-hmm. So for that reason, you're almost like open, accepting to yes. what will come your way because it will it will come yeah and also you're raising your awareness that you are deserving of it 
Oh, and you've got the, oh yes the deserving word and deserving is really weird because um I did do some play with some uh things around talking to to you know my clients about you know having everything you deserve the problem is not that we don't think we can have what we deserve but we don't think we deserve it in the first place so when when confidence is really low it it, it you don't, you don't get to a point where you think, well, I really deserve this and I just feel stuck that I can't get there. You look at something and you think, well, I really want that, but I don't deserve it. It's not for me. It's outside of what's, what I'm capable of. It's outside of what I'm skilled or equipped to. It's outside of what I think I'm worthy of. You know, this is a real deserving worth stuff. So really good affirmations also presuppose that you have... Um, you can claim it that you deserve it that actually you you don't just you know one of one of my um affirmations back when was something on on the lines of you know I'm, I'm not just efficient at what I do I'm effective I'm not just efficient I'm effective so you're honoring your own ability your own potential so that when things come into your path where you can be more than effective, or sorry, more than efficient, you can be effective, you start to switch that on into action. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of, like to, to me, affirmations, are, they, they, you can use them just to make yourself feel better about who you are, what you are, what you're not. And you can also use them to open up that, um, as you say, that you, you invite the possibility, that you recognise it, and you have the action to go forward and do something with it. But also, um, it's an opportunity to make better choices because you're open to it. And when you're open, there's going to be options. And so like you said about being efficient, that word has power. You're having to make a decision of what is time being spent wisely and is it going to make an impact and so yes it'll make you take action but it'll help you to decide the best course of action i mean impact is another fantastic word to get into an affirmation um so you know i Oh, let's, I'm trying to think of something on the spot now. It will come to me in a moment. But, you know, it's that, like, what, what do you want the purpose of your affirmation to be? And it's always best to start with the current negative thinking and not to be scared of doing that because I think we have this um, slightly misunderstood idea about positive thinking, that it's all about pushing the, the negative thoughts away and just bringing the positives. And it sounds like affirmations could be that, that you just... And they are in a way in that you're 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 basically making your internal dialogue, you know, radio FM me, <laughs> hear the hear the hear the positive statements, the empowering statements, the liberating statements more than the negative ones. But to to really get affirmations to work, and I recommend this in the guide, one of our greatest gifts are those times when everything feels shit. You know, when everything is truly awful. And you just look, I mean, we all have days like this. Even coaches, we have days like this, right? Oh, we wake absolutely. up. <laughs> we are not immune to it. <laughs> no. And and if, if, if you're anything like me, um, I, I talk about the sort of negativity bonfire, you just keep throwing more logs on. 
<laughs> you start on this negative thing and then you and one of the wonderful gifts about that I love a low like that because it gives me the opportunity to journal down all those negative thoughts that are running around my head and that is where you start your affirmations so I recommend in the guide that you know they, they treat those times as a gift if you aren't feeling that, that right now, then take yourself, literally deliberately take yourself back to the last time you felt like that and really associate into just how shitty it felt. Yeah. Just what sort of um, self-deprecating thoughts were running around in your mind. Don't judge them because if you're in a good mood today, you know those thoughts aren't real, but there's a part of you somewhere in there that fears they are. Um, and when we build our affirmations from the sort of rock bottom thoughts, we can really tailor them into, well, it could just be impact itself, but something that will have a real impact. Something mm -hmm. that really, you know, it gives us that, um, you, that, that neg those negative thoughts are, are also as passionate. They might be negative, but they're also very often very passionate. They've got a lot of heat and a lot of emotion and energy behind them. And that gives us an opportunity to really create opposites that are at least as equal, if not more powerful than the negative thoughts. Yeah. So you're saying that when you're in either whether you're in the state or can recognize a state um, that felt terrible mm -hmm. to journal them. So to get them out yeah. of your head. So I use journaling quite a lot in my day to day and I find it powerful. Whenever I feel upset with something, I have to write it down because I'm trying to decipher mm -hmm. why do I feel this way. And going through that process yep. allows for me in particular to yeah write the first thing down that comes to mind but it, it makes me think deeper because that's, that's the first thing that's clearly yeah. maybe most important, but there's going to be some other things underneath. And so you're saying to journal it, write it down mm -hmm. and then you can see them clearly. Yeah. And that's the starting point before you then think about well, how are you going to write an affirmation that is of impact to where you want it to go. That's not these negative thoughts that can come. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, I mean, journaling is fantastic. I journal two things. I, I journal like you do, and I also journal on gratitude, which are two, two different practices, but both incredibly powerful. Um, the thing with holding it all in our heads, we're trying to analyze our own thinking with only 5% of our cognitive ability. So our conscious brain is trying to interrogate the other 95%, which is primed for survival it's gonna win in an out-to-out fight. This is why willpower is never an effective mechanism on its own because it's 5% of your brain trying to overpower the 95% of your brain that just wants to eat cake. Oh. Whatever it is, you know. It's, um, the biological programming that you might have around cake and the conditional programming that you might have about, around cake, um, you know, your 5% your is never gonna persistently win. Yes. So, so what we're doing, as you say, in that journaling exercise is we're, we're getting down below those surface thoughts, the ones that was round, around, 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 around on, you know, autoplay. And we're getting below that and asking ourselves questions about well, what, what's really going on here? What am I really scared of? What, what is the fear? And most fears are liars. But the time we fear them, they feel real. And they feel real because our amygdala is firing up because it's getting excited because it loves fear. Um, you know, out of all of our emotions, fear is the one that basically stops us getting eaten. Um, so, you know, it's pretty strong when fear takes over, you know, when the red, you know, the red mist or whatever it takes and we get into that fight, flight, freeze type zone. 
um, trying to interrogate yourself just with just in that sort of top five percent of your your thinking is is just going to send you around in circles. So yeah, journal it, get it, get down, and exactly what is it I am really feeling? You know, um, for me in that time as a project manager to go, you know, I feel vulnerable. That started as a, a more surface sort of, I don't know what I'm doing. And then drilling down to people will see that I don't know what I'm doing. I'm worried about what people will say. I'm worried about whether I'm not any good. I feel vulnerable. You know, that takes a little bit of chunking down in, in a sort of journaling sense before you get to a word like vulnerable. It's not gonna be the first thing you say when you're in that immediate moment. Mm. Absolutely. So you mentioned earlier about the trigger. How would someone recognize that? Because that is the powerful part. The trigger, the, the damn feelings. Well, in your case, you said you went down to, um, you went to Facebook. That was your trigger. Oh, yes, yes, absolutely. How would someone uh, be able to identify their trigger? Is there common triggers? Like, I definitely Facebook is one. When, yes. when you're feeling low and terrible, yeah. being on Facebook to compare yourself, to make you feel even worse than yeah. before, yeah. it's time-wasting. But are there common yeah. triggers and how would someone recognise it? I think it's when you start to become aware that you've been stuck in this groove for a while um, and it's the same thoughts coming up over and over again. And... We love to prove ourselves right. Even our negative thoughts, we love to prove ourselves right. So when you start doing things like sort of telling people how awful what's going on for you is, and you want them to agree with you to reinforce, to affirm that everything is rubbish. You know, it's like, what am I doing here? I'm creating a structure to force myself further down the downward spiral. You know, I'm, 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 I'm repeating affirmations to myself that are wholly negative. Because if you're sitting there thinking, well, I don't do affirmations, you know, they're not my thing. You're doing affirmations now. You're affirming the thoughts that are going around your head at the moment. And it's that awareness that, you know what, these are not helpful. I'm indulging in habits and behavior that's actually keeping me more stuck. I'm um, maybe self-sabotaging myself. Massive one, self-sabotage. Um, I'm numbing. So Brenny Brown talks a lot about numbing. So, um, you know, there's, there's, a, there's that level of things. I, I think she, she talks in one of her podcasts um, about that thing when you sort of have a couple of glasses every night. And if you actually turned up to an AA meeting, they'd laugh you out the room. You know, you're clearly not ready for a 12-step program. But there is that if I have a couple of glasses every night and I'm numbing myself from the reality of what's going on here. Um, you know, it's, it's those kind of anything that doesn't feel nurturing. <laughs> oh, yes, that's powerful. So things like anything that's addictive. So um, drugs, alcohol, um, sex, potentially. Yes. Yeah. Not, I'm not good enough. No one wants to date me. So if I sleep with everyone, yes. then it confirms I'm good enough. Yes. Yeah. Um, or it might even confirm that actually I'm, I'm, I don't deserve a decent relationship. Yeah. I only deserve casual things. Yeah. We love to prove ourselves right. It's all about, it's all about working out what, you know, what am I trying to prove myself right with? Where, where am I not nurturing myself? What is below that? What is, what is the, the, the dialogue, the belief or the fear? Um, and then sort of starting to kind of get the idea that it might not be right. It might be fake. It might be bullshit rule. Mm -hmm. um, and then 
okay, right, so this is a good time to start to, to think about maybe whether some affirmations can shift this around. Mm -hmm. And they really do work. Um, so I often, um, as I say, I still use affirmations. They did dig me out of that situation five years ago as a project manager. I did deliver a project. <laughs> um, even things like, you know, as well as lifting my own um, confidence in myself and, and boosting my sense of what I could achieve. I also went out and found myself a mentor and stuff. So even getting an outside help, it's not... Um, Affirmations can lead to bring in help that's more than just the affirmations, I think is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It, it creates that, as you said, that openness to, to sort of really see things for the, for the, for the kind of the liars they are if they're fear-based and, and start to do something different with them. When I work with clients, um, so I'm, my superpower is shifting beliefs. I help people shift beliefs that don't serve them. And sometimes it's good to start to sort of loosen off those beliefs before I do any of that kind of deep work with a client. So often the first thing we might do is to get going with some affirmations, because if you've been thinking the same thing for the last 10, 15, 20, 30 years, you know, we've got to kind of, if, if this is an oil tanker, we've got to kind of slow it down before we put it into a turn. And affirmations are great for that. They're great at sort of arresting and bringing awareness to the thinking that just isn't nurturing. Mm -hmm. Oh, brilliant. So what would be uh, the one key advice that you would give to the listeners today? Oh, um, one, just one thing? <laughs> the one thing. The one, one thing, thing that sets them off. Obviously there's loads, but the one thing. Download my, go download, download my guide and have a go, I guess. <laughs> uh, uh, is to, um, I think to see those low points as a gift, they're a turning point. That's so powerful because, you know, it's particularly at the moment where a lot of us are spending probably a lot more time on our own than we want to, or maybe a lot more time with our immediate family than we want to. Um, it's, that kind of exaggerates this downward spiral. It makes it easier for us to fall into it. And it makes it easier for us to drop down it. So there's this thing about, okay, recognizing, you know, I'm going to a bad place here. I can feel my thinking getting more negative. I can feel my mood dropping. This is a gift. This is the gift. This is the opportunity because this is where I get clarity on all those lurking thoughts. They're always there. You know, we can shift them with affirmations, but if they've been hanging around for a while, they're always there. It's just, you know, they've come to the fore now. They're shouting at us and they're shouting at us because, you know, it's time to actually do something with them. And that is a gift. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. So do you have any services, products uh, available to help our listeners to go to Yellow? So, um, well, I can work with people one-to-one, -one, obviously. So, so the majority of the work I do is one-to-one -one coaching. So I don't, um, I'm, I run a group program around um, diets. So that's something entirely different. Um, but when it comes to going to Yellow, I work with people to uncover and um, collapse those deep rooted beliefs that stop. So you might come to me if you have tried all the time management in the world, you've tried all the sort of obvious tricks, maybe you've read some self-help books, uh, maybe you feel you're on your way, but you still keep going back and sabotaging yourself. You still find yourself falling back to those repeated thoughts or patterns or actions. So that that is really what I do. And my 
preferred way to do that is one-to-one because everybody is individual where you learn these things from is totally unique to you you might have two people who have a very similar limiting belief let's take something like you know not good enough which is a really common one um that can come out in perfectionism because if i do it perfectly i will be good enough it can come out in procrastination if i don't do it at all then nobody will know that i'm not good enough (laughs) yeah um not good enough can come from all sorts of different places and that is totally unique to each and every one of us. So I, what I love doing is that one-to-one work, that taking somebody through a journey and really um, exposing and collapsing the ideas permanently, permanently exposing and collapsing those ideas that, that you know, creating something on the outside that you're finding really frustrating um, or really debilitating. Okay, perfect. So it's one-to-one. So how can they get in touch with you? So uh, I think we're going to put my link under this. So the best thing to do, I have a uh, link directly to my diary. Um, I don't work with anybody unless I've spoken to them. It's really important. The, The most important thing when, if you're thinking about seeing a coach is having the right relationship with that coach. You know, the chemistry's got to be right. It's, you know, and, um, I love having those initial calls with people. It's totally free to talk to me for, for an introductory call. Because what I want to do is understand exactly what it is that you would want. Not what you think you should want, but what you really want. And we start to explore that. And um, I can give you some, some guidance on how I might be able to help you do that. Um, when somebody does work with me, I normally recommend six sessions. That very first session, we... we pretty much totally focus on what is it you really want instead we're very good at saying what we don't want (laughs) what we have right now that's kind of (laughs) not good um and again even just doing that is orientating your your neurology around what you want to go towards rather than what you want to come away from so even even that you know starting to loosen off that thinking so yeah book in a call with me grab a coffee um happy to do that by zoom or by phone so you don't have to be on camera if you don't want to be and we can see how i might be able to help you oh this is amazing so fiona is available to support you guide you and inspire you on a journey to yellow reach out to her today help is here it's always here but you must take the first step details can be found in the description fiona Thank you for your words of wisdom today and in the Yellow Magazine. May your life be yellow. Brilliant. Thank you. (laughs) And you and everybody.